Hey folks, wanted to let our Bay Area listeners know about a way you can see the Vicious Cycle hosts live. We'll be appearing at Sleepover with Sam and Molly on August 15th at 7 p.m. at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Sleepover is a variety show hosted by Sam DeSalvo and Molly Sanchez, and it's dedicated to nostalgia, comedy, and staying up past lights out. Sounds pretty good to me. Your Vicious Cycle host will be singing our hits from the podcast and one never before heard track. So check out our Facebook page for a link to get tickets. Now, on to our regularly scheduled programming. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Meg T. I'm Meg H. And I'm Kate. Woo! Woo! Uh, Okay. We are dedicating this episode and our next couple to tampons. 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 Tampon me. Tampon me. Tampon me. I'm bleeding. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, in today's episode, we're just going to have a good old-fashioned gab sesh and, like, learn about each other's tampon usage. Uh, We're also going to cover the history of tampons and a little background of marketing from 30s to yesteryear. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yesteryear? Yeah. You mean yesterday? Like, the the 80s. (laughs) Yesteryear is a uh, scientific term for the 80s. The official... I'm so excited for this episode, Me too. you guys. Me too. I'm delighted to finally openly talk about tampons with I you guys. I can't wait to learn things about you guys that I don't know. It's the best. Oh, boy. <laughs> you guys, before we start, I have to tell you. Um, you know how we've been talking about our families listening to our podcast? Yes. yes. Okay, so Hi, Mom and Dad. Hi, Mom and Dads and Aunts and Uncles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I was at work today, minding my own business. My phone buzzes text message I think maybe it's my husband or it's you guys it's not it's my mom and she texted me the following oh boy (laughs) you have a third nipple (laughs) (laughs) and I like and I just like froze and then laughed out loud in my newsroom for like 20 minutes and everyone's like what I'm like oh my mom's listening to my podcast (laughs) That could be a whole Twitter handle. My mom listens to my podcast, The Fallout. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so oh, hi, man. Kathleen. Oh, Hope you're hi, listening. Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. And I do, and you didn't notice it, and it's upsetting. <laughs> I mean, just Also, kidding. thanks for being our first review on iTunes. She oh, was. she was? Cornish, Cornish so professor. Sweet. Yes. Well, okay, why don't we just, like, take this time to, like, I don't know, just, like, gab about tampons. Okay. Okay. How old were you guys when you started using tampons? I was 21. No. Yes. Did yeah. you, were you, did it coincide with? Yeah. With your, when I was getting wow. uh, finger banged. <laughs> when you were getting finger banged. Okay. Me too, man. Me too. Me too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like 14. Oh my God. Okay. So, cause uh. I remember, yeah, like. Trying tampons, not knowing what hole it was. <laughs> yeah, but then once someone then someone uh, right? put their finger up there, I go, 
Oh, oh that hole. Yes. yes. That hole. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, to- That's this is insane. so funny. <laughs> I was 18 and I had the first guy that I kind of sort of dated in college mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I know where my vagina is now. <laughs> <laughs> this is too funny. That's funny. Wow. It's, also, it's so sad. sad. I know. Yeah. I'm just it's like, like, if only we had all been like exploring, exploring ourselves. ourselves. No. Yeah. No. This is what I will be teaching if uh, my daughter, if I have a daughter. Oh, man. Um, yeah. It's like you figure out your body so that, yeah. I guess one positive is I don't really remember a long amount of time where I was like, I don't know how to put this in. I think the first couple times it was a little awkward, yeah, yeah. a little dry. Like I didn't put it up hot, like mm-hmm. enough. Right. But mm-hmm. because I had a better idea of my body, because it was a, a guy, lot easier. Because a guy yeah. shoved his fingers up there. He did. You guys, this is <laughs> the funniest thing. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Okay, but oh, okay, man. so I feel like we should say thank you. But I <laughs> should we name the people? <laughs> I don't know about that. You know who you are. <laughs> I don't know if my person knows who he is because he was a little bit of a player. Okay. Oh, fourteen-year-old uh, player. I, I may have been fourteen or fifteen. I don't know. I think well, because I do also remember trying a bunch before. And my next question to you guys was who who taught you or who mm. guided you through it? Obviously, it was the men in our lives yeah. that taught that got us there. But, um, was there, did you have a moment with your mom or with any friends? Nope. No. Yeah. It was the, the instructions in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I definitely remember trying before ever being penetrated. So your mom never was like, co- like coaxed you to use it or mm-hmm. no, she was a pad supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom, I remember, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if she like was pushing it on me. Sounds like my mom. No, um, but I do. Get it over with. Yeah, I think, I remember her advice to me was to relax, to not clench, Mm -hmm. and to push it up higher than you think it needs to go. Yeah. Pro tip, mom. Pro tip. Yeah. yeah, Push it up. I remember another. Push it. Push it real high. (laughs) So another thing when I was thinking about, like, what is normal and what do people do? with their tampons um how long do you guys keep yours in for typically too long i thought you were gonna way say two too days <laughs> way too long I, well here's the thing i feel like mine fall out a lot like if uh, i'm going number two yeah or number three yeah they they fall out when i push and yeah. sometimes when i'm not even ready for it to come out sometimes yeah. ah, too. Mm-hmm. interesting powerful kegels you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just that happened like, to me that happened to me this last cycle does do they plop into the toilet mm. no but i could at that point i'm got i'm it. just gonna oh. switch it out oh. if i have not to make you guys feel weird that's never happened to me what really yeah. it happens to me I, every time i use one really you know? yeah they always wow. fall, i mean maybe i'm using too small of one or you're not oh, pushing it up high enough maybe it doesn't feel like it's that though i also just think i have like a super tight vagina <laughs> <laughs> Bra- humble brag yeah, I'm just getting that impression <laughs> it has I, to do too with like how your cervix sure, forms sure, like sure. your personal anatomy because there's times when I put one yeah. in and then I go to the bathroom and it like comes and I'm like I just oh put this my god in. wow yeah. that's yeah. interesting yeah but maybe you should try to. using bigger ones yeah just to see yeah I think I should use bigger ones I bet it honestly has to do with like the tilt too of yeah. your cervix yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys, wait, so how, so how long do you keep them in for typically then? I mean, literally an entire work day. That's like eight hours. That's not so bad. Yeah. But then like, I also sleep in them. So I that sleep can in them. be, if I'm, 
if my sleep can be kind of inconsistent, so that could be like mm. ten hours. Right. Like, <laughs> what about you, Mike? So I'm pretty. So it varies because my days are so kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it's a super day, if I like pop in a super, then I'll probably keep it in there for a minimum ten hours. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And. And I don't bleed through like it typically catches everything. And I know mm-hmm. I'm supposed to take it out because of toxic shock syndrome, which we'll talk about next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I find it it's just like I don't I don't need to change them as often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never used to sleep with them mm-hmm. because I, I was like something in my brain was like, that's when you get toxic shock shock syndrome mm-hmm. when you sleep with your mm-hmm. tampon. in. I don't know where I got that idea. Um, and only recently have I started sleeping with them? Cause I'm like, Oh, it'd be really nice not to like feel all that business yeah. happening as you're like rolling around. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'll just pop in a light tampon yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I have I a question. Know. Yeah. Do you guys flush or put them in the toilet or in the, in the trash? I'm sad to say that I flush them and I know I shouldn't. I was a flusher for many years. And mm. then I saw one video on Facebook that was like, this is what happens when you flush a tampon. And I was like, oh. So now I'm a rapper and thrower. Sometimes aware. I can't help it, though, because like they, I said, they out. pop. Right. They plop oh, out. Oh, yeah. I feel like you're forgiven. I'm a thrower away. That's good. No, yeah. that's good. That's the right answer. I, I mean, have, but sometimes. I'm ashamed. How often <laughs> are you guys in shamed. a, how often are you guys in a restroom where there is no Ugh, place to throw the them worst. away? And then you have to carry it out to like the public area. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to throw it away in the regular trash and then like cover it with paper towels because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to make someone uncomfortable. So here's a gross question. Do you, do you wrap it or do you just, I wrap it. Oh, I wrap oh, okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Oh yeah. I wrap it. You're like, yeah, <laughs> but I, but I had a house guest who didn't. <gasps> Was was it one of us? No. no. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Someone <laughs> at this oh, no. table. Um, no, it was someone I know and love. And I think she was just like, I don't have to cover this. Mm, it's wow. not gross. And I'm like, that's like really radical. How does she know that your cat, may he rest in peace, <laughs> wasn't going to like chomp it Go up? Go to town on that. Yeah. Can we talk about that feeling of when you are, it's too dry in there? Yes. Oh. Can we talk about that feeling? Yes. Fucking worse. It will bug me all day. And yeah. then if it's like, if it lasts Ugh. long enough, then I'm just like, fuck it. I'll yeah. go without. Ugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's better than feeling like I'm constantly so like. So terrible. You know. It's poking and. Yeah. It's a shift your position. Yeah. It's so terrible. It's terrible. Also, you guys, my period is bad. Oh, She was flowing a lot heavier last Oh, week. is anybody recording? We didn't go over that. No. Okay. But I feel uh, very low energy. Mm. Oh. Uh, and like my, I have some body aches and I just feel like uh, it's probably it's some PMS. Got it. What do you guys think about applicators? Or do you guys always use applicators? Because those are bad yes, for the environment I too. Know. No. Plastic yes. applicators feel so nice on your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just put them in for fun. Oh my God. Well, kind of. Compared to... <laughs> As we learned, she puts them in preemptively. Oh, my God. (laughs) But cardboard compared to plastic, there is no comparison. It is so much smoother. Cardboard feels like a fucking consequence. It feels like (laughs) Eve's original sin (laughs) up my vagina. I recently made, I feel like I recently made the switch to plastic. Like, I I don't, I mean, it maybe wasn't that recently, but recently enough that it, it was like, oh, pearls. What's a pearl? Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the the cardboard ever being that 
terrible. Really? So the only thing, the the reason I am plastic now is just the the initial insertion yes. of it. Because it's yes. like the hard edge of That's the cardboard. True. That's true. Where terrible. the fact that the plastic is just curved. But yeah. then sometimes those little teeth of yeah. the pearls, yeah. they bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. it. <laughs> so <funny>. They bite. <laughs> Uh, that's my really labia menorah is not happy. <laughs> uh, what about like non applicator tampons, like OBs? I Have you guys used those? Rarely use those. Only when it's the only thing available. So I think I used them for a couple months and was just like, I can do anything. Um, I can push my finger up there, right, and it stays. Um, but then it was like I went to a store and then I saw the box of OBs and then I saw the box of like applicator tampons i was like oh hello old friend <laughs> <laughs> when I, I gave them up real fast i've only used them when i've been abroad and i don't have anything else and it's like i always think that i'm pushing it up as far as it can go and i'm yeah. like this time i did it this right. time it's as far as it can go and then it's immediately like falling out right. I know. <laughs> those applicators really help yeah, yeah they do it's so true and like I mean, I feel like this is just our episode to get super gross Let's and visual. Let's do it. But like the, for me, the applicator just saves in period smell on your fingers. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, oh, yeah. and, and it's the same thing with a menstrual cup for me where I'm like, if I'm really in there, then my finger smells like period for the yeah. rest of the day, no matter how many times I it's wash like it. It's like garlic. It's Your <laughs> it just smells lingers. like garlic? No, no, no. It's oh. just. <laughs> we got to do an episode on smell. Oh, we do. <laughs> No, just that it lingers yes. at yeah. like garlic. And I, feel like I love not- the smell of garlic, though. I do. <laughs> I love the smell of periods. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's... Oh, do you guys use scented brands ever? Ugh. I don't think I so. I don't think I ever have. I don't have. seek them out. Hopefully mine aren't. And, yeah. do, and don't you feel like all of your doctors have said avoid yeah. scented? Yes. So I, I don't avoid know. scented everything. Yeah. Even like my garbage bags. If they're uh. scented, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. I had a... I had a religion teacher in high school once just like randomly tell everyone like just so you know you never need to douche your yeah, body yeah. is like naturally gonna clean itself out yeah. never douche right and i don't even think it was prompted i think she was just like <laughs> no one asked woman to it woman was math class don't <laughs> do it it was religion class like what are we doing talking about douching maybe she just had uh, a tough night the night before yeah, <laughs> she's like, but no matter what they I said i don't know i i carried it with me like yeah. i i feel like great. from Early on, I remember being told, "Don't douche. You don't are need th- to." Are there still douching products? Yeah, Summer Eve is still going on. So crazy. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask cool. you guys, do you are you very? So I know Meg, you just switched brands to the. Target yeah, I'm organic. trying it out. It, are yeah. you brand loyal or do you oh, switch it up? I think it's for pads and panty liners. I'm like all over the place. Mm. It's like whatever's there, whatever is cheap, whatever is purple. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I think I'm Tampax. Yeah, Tampax. Mm. I because I've been. Oh, well, oh yeah, go ahead. Because I am typically Tampax Pearl, but then uh, they didn't have my box of uh, like the variety pack. Okay, so I was gonna ask what kind. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I find now I definitely need all the kinds. So I've been getting variety packs forever. I was just regular every day and it was fine. Um, so now I need that variety pack. But at the time they didn't have the. The Tampax brand, so I was like, CVS brand it is. And like, maybe it's in my head, but both times I kind of walked away a little itchy. Ooh. So I'm like, okay. okay. Like, and so I feel like I, every time I've like tried to switch brands, 
I'm punished. Was it somehow? called like? Did it look like tampax, but it was like tamporks or something? <laughs> <laughs> Torn porks. I mean, that should have been my first red flag. Yeah, <laughs> tamporks. Uh, um, any other things we want to talk about? And it, like, this was. It's so good to talk about these. Yeah, things. it is. Um, especially about the fingering. I know <laughs> that what? is wild. <laughs> I mean. Slightly ashamed, but also I'm sure that's true for so many girls. If it's true for you, listeners, please tell us. Yeah. Oh my god. Instagram tell us. or Facebook or call us on our hotline nine one oh six uterus. Let us know if when you got to third base, <laughs> if that's when you found out how to use a tampon. Because the joy we experienced learning that we all shared that. I want <laughs> you to have that with someone. <laughs> oh my god. Vicious. So now that we have learned a little bit about each other's tampon usage, mm-hmm. can I tell you guys a little fun facts about tampons? Yes. Can you guys guess how many tampons the average American bleeder uses in her lifetime? 11,000. Wow. Uh, I'm going to guess 3,460. Meg Hayes is close. It's more than 16,000. Oh, my. You guys, I also did research. (laughs) Well, you were still wrong. (laughs) My research said 11 to 15,000. Okay, this I got more than 16 of around 16 or 17. So there aren't a ton of recent numbers out there about the usage of pads versus tampons in America. But the CDC found in a study conducted between 2001 and 2004 that more American menstruators use pads than tampons. So more pads purchased. And and also a market research company tracked the purchase of American bleeders between the ages of 12 and 54. And they found that more Americans bought more pads than tampons as well. So pads are more in use. So I have two thoughts. Okay. One. Tell me. I think Americans are kind of, we have a weird relationship with sex and our like genitalia yeah. anyway. So yeah. I feel like people avoid putting things up them. Okay. Um, but I also think like, uh, so I'm someone who purchases tampons and liners. So mm-hmm. I wonder right. if like, oh, that's true. So know? this study did mention that it didn't, it, it overlapped the two. So it, it didn't distinguish people that only purchase one or the other. So you could have checked both boxes, it. but more, more people, people bought pads. Pads. Um, <laughs> but tampon consumption in America is among the highest in the world. So wow. um, out of 81 countries in that study, uh, about that tracked purchasing only two other countries, had higher tampon purchasing than America. Can you guess which countries? The UK and France. No. Yes. <laughs> you, now you guess too. Okay. <laughs> Denmark and Ukraine. No, no, but interesting. It's <laughs> Germany and Austria. Oh. oh. So those are the only two countries, according to the study, that buy more tampons than Americans. Really? But Americans are up there as well. Um, wow. Meanwhile, not even one tampon on average is sold each year to women in Nigeria, the UAE, Turkey, Kenya, Morocco, and Thailand. Wow. So that's a whole thing. We're going to do an episode Wowzers. on cultural taboos of tampons, but that's interesting. And so as much as the three of us were a pro tampon podcast, mm-hmm. I think yeah. the three of us use tampons. They're not globally used a bunch. So that's interesting. Very know, interesting. As we continue our journey of tampons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do a history of the tampon and basically the history of putting absorbent cloth up your hoo-ha. <laughs> um, as long as there have been people bleeding, there have been basically versions of tampons um, mm. and pads, but I want to talk about the tampons. Mm-hmm. So in ancient Egypt, 
It is generally assumed that ancient Egyptian women fashioned a sort of tampon from papyrus or other grass. And Indonesian women are believed to have used vegetable fibers to stop menstrual flow. And rolls of grass are said to have been used in parts of Africa. Mm. And ancient Japanese women apparently made tampons out of paper. So seems scratchy. Yeah. So, you know, as long as there has have been, you know, has been uterine lining coming out of us, there have been ways to stop it. Plug it up, it up like a leak. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was what I found was really interesting is that a lot of times tampons were used more to stop things from getting in more than getting out. Interesting. So from like a health perspective or as a contraception mm. contraception tool. Um, because the modern word tampon is actually derived from the middle French word for plug. So the word Ooh. tampon can be used for other things besides like a vaginal tampon. Would it be pronounced tampon? Tampon. Tampon. Wow. We're offensive. Very good. So sorry we offended all of our French (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Um, So for instance, uh, back in the fourth century, the Kama Sutra actually recommended the use of tampons made out of oil and rock salt as a contraceptive device. Because rock salt is a spermicide. Wow. And Ah. yeah. Uh, and back in ancient Egypt, uh, the Ebers papyrus, which was an ancient medical document, it actually recommended that women with unusual vaginal discharge put crushed up earth from the Nile with honey in them in, with like a wad of linen to like stop the discharge and keep it inside Whoa. her. Yeah. Wow. So again, like it was sort of used as like a health tool, like to stop weird bleeding or weird discharge. Yeah. Um, like a mix between a tampon and a douche or Kind something? of, I guess, yeah. Um, in ancient Greece, I read that tampons soaked in everything from goose fat to opium would be shoved up women to stop Ooh, vaginal bleeding. Yeah. I would stick opium up me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would help me sleep. You know what? So it might. Find Don't out. knock it till you try it. <laughs> so it, it's like it's you guys like, get out of here. I need to try something. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just sounds like a lot of times, like if something was wrong with the woman, they would just like shove stuff shove up things her. up her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Try this. A little uh, bit of this. A little bit of that. Uh, more but earth. More earth. I have some extra goose fat. Let's try this out. <laughs> um, and but as we get into the more modern era, like the 18th century, we see that uh, tampons were used. For everything, basically, but menstruation still. So a 1776 report from a French doctor described tampons made from tightly rolled vinegar-soaked linen that was used Ooh. to stem the flow of vaginal discharge. I might pass out during this, <laughs> yeah. during this episode. Yep. Uh, in 1822, in 1822... Uh, an English writer. I don't know. It's funny. I was like, who was he? Was he a doctor? He's just a writer. Uh, He wrote in a paper about the use of tampons as a means of contraception and suggested they could be made of lint, flax, cotton, or wool. Uh, and this again just people being like oh, let's try some wool up or who you're just up, sticking yeah. a tampon inside of you and to stop the as woman from well getting pregnant. as a penis. I know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to understand how this would. I what guess in the world to, see, I to soak it, it up. It must not have been as like long and. I mean, I feel like it was more like a sponge or a yeah. diaphragm that's or something. Yeah, right. yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Um, wow. um Side note: Would not want to time travel. No. Yeah, on my not period. Um, but in 1879, the British Medical Journal published an article about something called Dr. Aveling's Vaginal Tampon Tube, which has, which t- turns out is the closest thing that we know 
to a modern tampon. It had like an applicator and it was like a tube like thing. So the modern um, modern tampon was was founded in the UK. In no, Britain. I mean, I, it's it's unclear if this was like it was not clear if it was ever sold or used I like see. outside of hospitals or like for the mm. average woman. But it was called Dr. Aveling's vaginal tampon tube. And this is there's an, uh, a screenshot of the journal of the time. And this is what it says. Um, I'll show you a picture, too. It just shows like a tube and some cotton yeah and it says it consists i'm gonna talk like this old timey of course old timey talk it consists of a small unsilvered glass vaginal speculum with a wooden rod and besides being cheap it is simple and clean (laughs) and then it says it is made by tying three or four pledges of cotton wool in a row with a piece of fine string or stout thread and for removal one end is to be left long enough to hang out of the vagina So basically, a glass. Yep, yeah, yeah, a glass tube, tube and a wooden rod. Don't um, do your kegels while you're inserting it. Yeah. So it's again, like I said, it's unclear if this was used uh, like by everyday women or just in hospitals. Um, but yeah, and then we come to the 20th century, and what we do know for sure is that the cardboard applicator tampon was developed and patented in 1931 by a Colorado doctor named Earl Haas. Hmm. And by 1933, he had the patent. He combined the words tampon and vaginal packs, and he called his product Tampax. Interesting. I wonder where the packs came from. Vaginal packs, like P-A-C-K-S. Oh. Like packing, I guess. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm just doing kegels during this, this whole entire time. episode. Yeah, yep. I'm like, no. 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 Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. 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 Keep mm. it. No. Paper. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, and the first ad was published in... The American Weekly, July 29th, 1936, full page ad. Welcome this new day for womanhood. Sanitary protection worn internally. And it's a whole full page ad basically telling women that they'll be dainty and comfortable. Um, And then side note, the no applicator tampon kind, the OB, was invented by a German gynecologist named Judith Esser Mittag. And the OB stands for the German no pad. So OB onabinde which means no pad, and that's where OB tampon comes from. And yeah. So that's a little brief history of the tampon from papyrus to goose fat to (sighs) some dude named Earl. Mm. Who knew? Who knew? Kate's bleed shirts for skirt bleed search. We're drinking. <laughs> I've had half a beer. Um, so going off of your research, uh, I was looking at the vintage to closer to modern day marketing of uh, tampons to the masses. I'm so excited. It is. I mean, it's funny because some of like the things that I found were like kind of lovely. And I was like, oh, I wonder why. Why we didn't just keep on with that. Um, and others are just so condescending mm. and oh. gross. So this one is actually for a pad, but I had to read it. Okay. <clears throat> Leaking? Permit our new unspeakables disposable hygienic underbandage to gently absorb <laughs> <laughs> absorb milady's foul drippings. No! <laughs> new- Wait, stop. We're changing so our name of our podcast. <laughs> Milady's foul, foul, foul dripping. Oh, oh, so gross. Shit. 
Yeah. That's my new Wait. drag name. <laughs> what? What? year is this so i believe this 1990. is from the 30s i tried to find <laughs> so this was from the mitchell hygiene company in grayson ohio it looks like they there's no trace of them on the internet okay. so they must have just been a super but look at how oldy timey it looks yikes under bandage oh, yeah. i feel like this could even my be for ladies like the, foul dripping well definitely foul pads drippings. were around for a lot longer commercially before tampons so right could have been from like way the 1800s earlier. yeah yeah um wow. yeah so that's gross so I feel like most marketing started around the 30s, um, and there were themes that have traveled throughout the decades. Um, one being uh, like freedom, like to you know be who you are and not be li- like in the 50s. It's you can still go to the dance with the boy, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s, it's like you can. And there's this great ad that's like. You can be your weird kooky self. Free love. <laughs> so, so I feel like that's definitely a theme. Um, you can go to the mall and totally hang out with Valerie. <laughs> like, I just think even throughout the ages, like, that would be the yeah. 80s. Like, mm-hmm. you, can you can totally roller skate. <laughs> no problem. Um, okay. So uh, I found these ads from the 30s. Uh, I think this might have been the first Tampax ad. Okay. Um, Tampax but, for tampons. Yes. Um, and the headline is, Tampax makes life worth living. Whoa. That's a bold wow. statement. Wow. wow. In case you were what? considering things, try Tampax. Jesus. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I feel like another theme was um, either this fear of being uh, less feminine or less, mm. or also maintaining your daintiness. I saw yes, daintiness. Dainty, mm, that word came up a lot. Mm. Uh, so your fear of lost daintiness at times. This new way that spe- or scientifically solves a real hygienic problem will end it. Um, and then it's funny that all these ads are like. F- I mean, this is just like the of the time. Like they make like full page newspaper ads. Right. And I think that's hmm. twofold. It's like advertisements were longer and more wordy. Yeah. You know, they weren't trying to like, there wasn't like the modern advertising as we know it, but it was also like, this was new for right. women. It was like, we need to take out a full page ad and like remind her that like the, a, the uh, um, American medical association is on board. Your doctor's cool with mm-hmm. it. Like you're it, this is not, you know, buy this product. It's good for you. Right. Yeah. Like it's not going to make you crazy. And yeah, mm-hmm. just spelling out all the ways that it's, safe and that you should try it and like um kotex was a big advertiser especially early on um and like this early ad for their tampons this i'm pretty sure this is for tampons um their big sell is that it protects and deodorizes because mm. you so, might be smelly because you might be disgusting right. so then in the 40s um one one of the kotex brands of tampons was called was called fibs um which like, <laughs> all right and then all this whole campaign is can you trust tampons well they're called fibs which means lies <laughs> how, how are so we, i'm going with the what no. are we supposed to believe is it sort of to, to be like like you can fib you can have a tampon I mean, in maybe You're- they definitely don't have fun with the title um what is it st- is it does it stand for something i don't know i never found it all i found was this it's like a name you can trust fibs are the kotex <laughs> tampon you can yes. trust yeah <laughs> i know it doesn't make any it's like some dudes are just laughing in the back like this is ridiculous uh fibs are the kotex tampons that merit your confidence and with fibs you can change to shorts play suit or even a swimsuit so like they were like, you, freedom to sure. continue having fun. Also, full dozen, only 20 cents. 
Wow. A dozen tampons for 20, 20 cents. 20 cents. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Right. Also, what's a play suit? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Sounds so fun. Question. <laughs> play suit. <laughs> I want. Um, also, in the 40s through like 70s, uh, there was a brand called Modest, and they had this ad campaign that um, was called Modest, dot, 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 because. And they found. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Because. That should be the ad for everything. Volkswagen. Because. because. <laughs> so simple. Stouffer's frozen meals. Because. because. <laughs> Aladdin bail bonds. Because. because. <laughs> um, so then moving to the 50s, there's a new uh, pattern that I found interesting, which was, will a tampon take your virginity? Oh, so yeah. a lot of like, I'm sure that question was raised before, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. But I feel like they were like, we should probably address this. So like teenagers know they can use tampons. So this one's headline is, of course, unmarried girls can use Persets. Persets. Um, <gasps> so Persets, another brand. And it's like the OB. It doesn't have an applicator, but it had um, lubricated tips. That sounds I know. nice. See, I was like, my face is like, gross out. but I'm yeah. like, Kate, or I was like, gross. I don't know why I'm already lubed up with blood. So yeah. Like, yeah. Unless I just you wear it preemptively. <laughs> you think it sounds nice. You're like, I'd wear it all the time. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah. And then there was another one from the eighties that dealt with that same thing, but it's this long, uh, like personal story of a Tampax ad. Uh, may I read it to you? Yeah. Wait, yeah, it's okay. Course. Also, it looks like it's from the eighties. Yes. It's like oh, very like yeah. neon colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. People dressed very um, Cape Cod casual. A lot of blazers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so headline, are you sure I'll still be a virgin? I really wanted to use tampons, but I'd heard you had to be, you know, experienced. So I asked my friend Lisa. Her mom is a nurse. Of course you asked Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> classic Lisa. experienced Lisa. Fucking <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Her mom is a nurse, so I figured she'd know. Lisa told me she'd been using pedal soft plastic applicator Tampax tampons since her very first period, and she's a virgin. Uh, I was totally psyched to try pedal soft Tampax because I really hated pads. And now I can't believe I waited so long. The first thing you notice is the rounded tip on the plastic applicator. That's what makes them so easy to put in. Anyways. It's interesting they have to like keep like over the decades keep selling a new like round of women on these yes. yeah. products. Yeah. Right. And there's because I was looking at a site, um, it's mum.org, and they have just like a huge resource of information. Um, but there was one brand, I believe it was Persets, that was marketing to both moms and daughters. Hmm. Like, moms, ta- choose this brand to teach your daughter about tampons. Hmm. I was hmm. like, well, that's kind of Was nice. there ever an ad aimed at men? Uh, so my my miscellaneous uh, ad is, I suffered from menstrual cramps featuring a picture of a grumpy looking dude. Wait, when is this from? What? Do you know? I believe it's from the 40s. Okay. Uh, I suffered from menstrual cramps. I feel sorry for any woman who suffers from menstrual pain, but I also feel sorry for her husband. Oh, like he suffered from <laughs> yeah. being on the yeah. receiving oh, end. Dick, dick. Cramps, headaches, and body aches used to make my wife so depressed, so irritable that I suffered through those bad days each month too. Oh my god! I was just like, "Fuck you!" So this is an ad for Femison. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Medicine. 
for her. Femicide. Stop and it. So upsetting. Also, it sounds like femicide. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, Stop. Oh, man. Femicide. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Interesting. I love I love the trend of through the decades and how it's like always this. It's like a little bit the same. It's like reminding yeah. women that they're not going to be disgusting for. I mean, and like. like I also read that like the idea of putting it. They were people were afraid that women would be turned on by putting it up mm. there, and like there was like and that's a lot unacceptable. Of, yeah. Oh, you know what? I also read too that I thought was really interesting that tampon use went up during World War II. Like Tampax um, oh. sales exploded because women went into the workforce and needed a more like manageable oh, yeah. way to handle their menstruation. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So that's when Tampax Tampax like went off the shelves. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't. Hmm. So maybe by the fifties, it was sort of this idea of like, wait, should we be using these? Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we virgins still? So I also found a couple uh, video ads for tampons, one from the 70s and one from the 80s. Oh, heck yeah. And I found, I'm pretty sure they weren't doing like television ads for tampons until around that time. I really couldn't find any like thing older than that. So I feel like it always might have been like a print thing Mm -hmm. and maybe more like like considered a medical. Informational ad. Yeah. I just discovered something great. It's Rely, a new tampon from Procter & Gamble. It's really different and better. Rely is a major improvement in tampons. So it's a major improvement in feminine protection. But don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself what makes Rely so new and different. Read the ads in your favorite magazines this month. They'll tell you all about Rely. It's really a better tampon. Remember, they named it Rely. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, it's not a fib. It's Rely. Also, just to paint a picture for those at home, that woman was dressed in a very smart Irish sweater, (laughs) and I believe she was on Quaaludes. (laughs) (laughs) On the beach. The the vocabulary in that was so simple. It made me feel like an idiot. Like, (laughs) it's great and fun and nice (laughs) and safe. It's called rely. Don't forget, it's called rely. Like, you can rely on it. Okay, (laughs) lady. (laughs) Okay, and then this is an ad. It's from the 80s. It's for OB. And there's just this one moment that kills me. Okay. Okay. It really showcases all the amazing things you can do while wearing a tampon. Oh, great. Yay. Like square dancing? And some. Oh, Oh, my God. She's jump roping. Get talking on the phone. You can talk on the phone with a tampon? Get out of here. OB tampons are rolled in layers for the most reliable protection you can get. So set yourself free. OB. It's the way you should be. Just try OB and you'll see. Keep it simple and set yourself free with OB tampons. But before I just love, she like holds the phone up to her. She's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, you could always talk on the phone. <laughs> phone on. Talking on the phone was always an option, <laughs> even when you're leaking on yourself. It's always an option. That's really funny. Thanks, Meg. Of course. Thank Those you. That was so a fun, fun assignment. Huh. Man, as long as there have been people bleeding, there have been people trying to sell us shit to right. put up ourselves. We haven't done a Read My Labias in a long time. This is true. That is true. Five, six, seven, eight. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Labias. It's slightly different every day. It really is. For those of you. (laughs) Always will be. For those of you just joining us, this is the segment where we rant about society. Patriarchal and otherwise. We have so much to talk about. Do we? 
I will start. Go, Meg. Go. Excellent. Uh, so Meg T brought up Nanette in a previous episode, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Last, uh, a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, and I watched Nanette twice. And I just feel like she really has flipped the medium on its head. Mm-hmm. And it just got me to thinking that the typical form of stand-up that we know is mostly created by men Uh, and I think women have fit into that box but the typical like setup of what stand-up is is very male oriented and I just appreciated that a woman was like you actually are not going to feel totally comfortable this whole time yeah you know and like I'm not I'm not fearful of being serious sometimes because I feel like the three of us hang out with a lot of comedians, some Fact. comics, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of very immature men in that world. So true. That feel uncomfortable, like being serious mm-hmm. and not just doing bits all day. Uh, I'm just really here for like this new wave of stand up. Like Cameron Esposito, for example, yeah. has a new special called Rape Jokes, where she basically like reclaims rape jokes. Yeah. And so- she talks about being a survivor herself. So like, wow. I feel like, I'm just going to make a blanket statement that like it seems like women feel comfortable being like we're going to have serious bits and I'll still make you laugh. Yeah. But like I don't feel um, so self-conscious that I can't be like real with you. Mm-hmm. So so that read, was like so a, read my labias. You're done with sh- with with, I'm a, done with like the lazy old, male comics. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so done with the old format. I'm so yeah. excited for new cool. formats like this. Yay. Yeah. yeah. That, that was like a plug and a read my label. Yeah. <laughs> a tampon, if you will. Plug. A tampon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a tampon, a new band. <laughs> Excuse me real quick while I tampon my new book. <laughs> Shameless tampon. <laughs> um, do you have one? Yeah, mine's really quick. I am really... Read my labias. I'm really <laughs> tired of men in my office um actualing me over our messaging Ugh. system, which is we Aye. use Slack at my office. And it's so lazy. It has happened to me two or three times now when we have like random channels where we sort of or or company wide where it's just like it goes out to the whole company. And I'll write something like one time I wrote, um, hey guy, it's so it's so stupid. It's so like it's so dumb, but <laughs> how to make like subtitles on YouTube, how to use the YouTube platform to, to make a subtitle file. And cause I was doing it and I know a lot of our teams needed to have subtitles on their videos. So I was like, I made a really quick, easy Google doc. Here it is. Everyone use it. Yeah. I was taking initiative cause people were coming up to me and asking me how to do this. So I made a document a and I shared it as soon as I slacked that out and shared that document. One of the guys in my office just like linked to a YouTube video about how to do it. Ugh. Like oh, without really? any comment, just like, oh, or maybe he was like, oh, and then there's this. I was like, yeah, but I also made just, a whole instructional yeah. document about this. And yeah. for you to be like, oh, here's also how you do it. It's like, cool. Thanks for the support. Buddy. Thanks for the support. And then it happened again with like me asking. I was trying to figure out how to get a certain plugin to be able to transcribe media. Um, it's very stupid and complicated. But like I so I, I, I slacked everyone and go, hey, producers, who out there? transcribes interviews and do you have this certain plugin for some reason it's not working on this program and a creative guy not even a producer slacked me back like a copy pasted search 
like he had Googled the question and copy pasted it for me. And I was like, yeah, I did that. I know also how to Google. I do know how to Google. I, I actually went to Google first. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the producers or I don't think you're a producer either. So like, I don't need this oh copy pasted Google search. Mm-hmm. Cause I That's did that. So patronizing yes. to be like, it's so patronizing Go to Google. Right. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's what Google I found when I snuck my nose into this conversation and Googled it for you. Right. Cause you probably didn't. And it's like, no, I did. Thank you. Read my labias. labias. Man. Good gravy. Mine is really short. uh, And I'm not even really angry about it. I'm like, I'm more empowered a little bit. We can get you there. Okay. Get me angry. (laughs) Well, so I was at the theater um, and I was chatting with some of the um, performers and other actor types. Uh, We're just schmoozing. And someone's like, oh, yeah, Meg hosts a podcast. And he's like, oh, that's cool. What's your podcast about? It's like, "Uh, it's about menstruation. And he was just silenced for at least 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he just like looked at me and then kind of looked around. And I was like, is he trying to remember what menstruation means? Or, and then like finally he kind of got himself together. He was like, that, you know, that's, that's good. That's good. And I was like, okay, cool. Good talk. Like you can't find a way to have a conversation about wow. this. All right, my dude. <laughs> Read my labias. Read my labias. Don't Guys, be weirded out by menstruation. Bored. That wraps up this episode's Read My Labias. 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 Labias. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love the way we just say it so soft. I know. Labias. <laughs> So that's our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed all of our amazing uh, gabbing about tampons, uh, how we learned so much about each other and about the history of tampons and the history of marketing. Super, super fascinating. As always, call us 9106-UTERUS if you want to share any stories or questions or anything. We'd love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. All those fun things. And tell everyone you know to listen to Vicious Cycle. And next week, we'll be talking about the health and safety of tampons and what the heck is actually in our tampons. Spoiler alert. It's distressing. It's not great. So remember, everybody, keep calm and and tampon. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.